Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! Another mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Today's guest on Talk of Champions is Ole Miss men's basketball coach Kermit Davis. Brad, what's up? What's up, Ben? Been a, been a week or so, man. Where you been? I've been in Florida. Where you been? Chicago. It was fun, man. We went up there to visit some old friends and essentially just eat some good freaking chicago pizza and some good chicago food so um just usually spring break is spent out at spring training um kind of our deal every year and it just was kind of delayed this year with the lockout so we didn't want to plan it last minute whereas we usually plan that months in advance so uh we decided just to to up and go up to chicago for the week so you had some chicago style pizza which for everyone else is known as pizza cake yeah, no, dude. Pizza cake. It's there's some there's some good ones up there, man. There's some there's some really really good pizza places. All right. I know that you're paying attention to Ole Miss baseball against Auburn because I've got the text to prove it. What'd you think <laughs> about them taking two and three? That was solid, man. I mean, I I thought that um, you know obviously the Saturday game was was kind of was kind of interesting with first time I've seen this kind of kind of do that, but. You know, for for the most part, man, that's just what we are. I think whenever we get out to a fast start and really put the pressures on them, put the pressure on teams and score a lot of runs, I think we, we play better. I think our pitchers pitch better, um, you know, pitching with the lead, which I guess all pitchers do. That's the obvious. But um, it just seems like we do better when we get out and get get some runs early and kind of um, – kind of get them playing catch up. So yeah, solid, solid first, first series. I'm really excited about this weekend, man. I think this weekend is going to be epic. We're going to talk about Ole Miss baseball, Ole Miss football, some basketball, maybe, depending on what you asked us for this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and the food of On3.com, where we've got full coverage of everything, recruiting, Ole Miss football, baseball, basketball. Just go to OleMissSpirit.com, and the food of On3, and subscribe today. Ole Miss football open spring practices on Tuesday. What are you paying attention to? You know, I think you want to see, I think everybody wants to see the new guys. You know, what do the new transfers look like? What's the team look like as a whole? A lot of eyes are probably going to be on the quarterback battle, if you call it a battle. But, um, you know, I, I think that's that's just the most important thing to kind of see. On paper, man, it looks like we had a lot of really good players, but um, you kind of want to see it live and see what it looks like. You also pay attention to the O-line. How are they going to do? You know, how does Brooker look at guard? You know, can Jeremy James transfer left tackle? I'm excited to see see his footwork and kind of see him move a little bit to see if he's, he's natural over there or if it's a kind of a forced thing. 
what's Mason Brooks look like? Is he going to be the right tackle? Is there going to be, you know, some, some other linemen come up behind these guys that, that push them? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, I think there's a lot of exciting things to see. I will, I will find time to make it to one of the open practices on the weekend, probably. Will you go Saturday, the first open practice of spring? This Saturday? Um, yeah, there's, there's a chance. There's a chance I could make it out there. That'll probably bring the, bring the family if so, but we, uh, we do have some Ole Miss baseball plans this weekend, and so trying to fit two things into one day with a whole whole load of people are, could be a little tough. Ole Miss officially announced this week the additions of Kari Coleman, the TCU transfer defensive end, and Ulysses Bentley, running back from SMU. They're going to go through spring football practices. I didn't think they were going to do that, but they are going to go through spring football practices. What do you think about those two additions in particular? Remember, I kept saying keep your eye on running back. Yeah. I, I, a long time ago, I just thought looking at the depth chart, um, you know, you got Evans, you know, solid, pretty proven player. Judkins got a lot of, a lot of hype, a lot of upside potentially, but you know, you just want to, you want to bring in that guy that's, you know, either especially back or, or a guy with some experience just in case, you know, you do get hurt. Evans gets hurt for a game or two, you know, just relying on, um, you know, your freshman running back. So I kind of like that. Um, you know, I, I was definitely thinking we were going to do that. And just looking at the, um, you know, the kid at SMU, I think he, you know, he looks solid. So um, I actually like our running back room, man. I really do. I'm excited to see them, you know, run the zone, see how they, see how they look running the zone, how they put their foot in the ground and, and how hard they run. But, um, you know, oddly enough, um, it may sound crazy, but th- this running back room could be, could actually be better this year. Today on this Wednesday, March 23rd, Ole Miss will hold its pro day. Is this a big day for Matt Corral? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you look at some of the projections and stuff going on. I don't know if it's just because he um, you got hurt there and just didn't really get a chance to, to do anything at the combat, all that. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a um, – yeah, I think there will be a lot of people there to see him. Yeah, especially with him being a first rounder and it's gonna be good for everybody else around him as well. But um yeah, I mean he's our you know, it, it it's gonna be good to see him get out there, move around, zip the ball around. If I had to guess, he's gonna be pretty impressive in short. So um yeah, it'll be it'll be a good, good solid day for him. I don't know who trained him and, and who who's gonna work with him, but hopefully they script it right and um yeah, make him make him look pretty good. What do teams really need to see from him? He didn't throw at the combine, like you said. So what do they really need to see? On almost pro day on Wednesday, just confirming his arm talent on on film. You know, I mean, it's not like he can. Ma- but why do you so. have to see that yourself? You can watch all those games he played. Yeah, but you 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 want to see it live and up close. I mean, because because you just you know when you're watching film, you just you don't know. I mean, you're you don't know who he's playing against. You know what the scheme looks like. You always want to see it live. You're about to invest twenty million dollars into a player. Are you just going to look at it on tape and say, "Hey, here you go"? I mean, it's just that's like buying a car on Cars.com or something like. I have done that. Car, write a check without ever looking at the car in person. That's risky. So yeah, they're going to want to come come in, see him throw in first person, just to confirm the you know the talent, and then probably interview him. And it's going to be, hey, what team can can he fall in love with? And they're going to put him on the board too. I mean, they, they, they'll try to expose him uh, mentally to see if he's he's you know can kind of grasp concepts or how far along he is there. Because some guys learn better than others, and um, you know then it's and it's up to them to judge and, and take a chance. We know that the NFL Combine is important. How important, as far as improving your draft stock, are on-campus pro days? Do they really help? Um, yeah, I think they're. I think the pro days are. You know, that's why a lot of guys. Some guys they they do very little at the combine because it's not a comfortable environment, especially the guys who feel like they're already first rounders. And you know, why go up there and risk having a bad day because you're getting up at four in the morning to go do X-rays and all kinds of stuff. 
or going to do bench press before you go run a 40, you know? So, um, yeah, there's, there, there's, you know, I think that the pro day at, at home where you're comfortable and you have your receivers there, um, definitely a day where you can, you can help, you know, help, help your confirmation can be, can be confirmed a lot, probably a lot better, you know, doing it that way. So it can help the Ontario Drummond and Braylon Sanders, neither of which had a great day at the NFL combine. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, because here's what's happened before. I think Dexter McClush did this. A couple of guys did this. They actually ran better times at the pro day, um, which, you know, I mean, it's those guys are going to go where they're going to go regardless, um, which are probably later to undraft it. But, um, you know, they're, it certainly would help if they came in and ran a, ran a little bit better time and almost got a chance to run their, run their 40 again, um, you know, with scouts. So, yeah, it's. Um, I guess the better the, question is this: If you're Dontario Drummond, who's currently projected undrafted, and you didn't perform well at the NFL Combine, can you use today to get back into that draft discussion? Maybe, maybe. I mean, he'd have to just come out and do something super special. But I don't, you know, I, I don't think so. I, I think that um, you know they kind of, you kind of are what you are, and they they kind of going to judge you off film, especially especially those guys and. Um, you know, certainly can help putting up some better times coming out, you know, showing that maybe, Hey, you're just a little uncomfortable at the combine, stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, they're going to put a grade on you and, um, you know, it can, you know, it may, it may help you a little bit where, but for the bigger time guys, the Matt Corrales, whatever, you know, they could have a, a special interview with a certain team and that's drafting around the time that, that he's going to be, you know, projected to go or whatever. And, you know, maybe they're like, man, hey, I was thinking this quarterback, but maybe I'll switch. I mean, think about the time when Baker Mayfield went first overall. I don't think anybody expected that, um, you know, at the time. I think they were, I think they were actually projecting another guy or some other guys to go first. And I think he may have, you know, really, really, you know, caught someone's eye there, um, you know, the draft process. So Sam Williams, who turns heads at the combine, he could continue to raise his stock. But if you're using this as a platform to – reignite your stock or jumpstart your stock that maybe has fallen a little bit, you're probably not going to help yourself all that much, but Sam Williams can keep helping himself. Yeah. Well, if Sam Williams was smart, he would just come in there and do position drills, period. I wouldn't do any more. I wouldn't do any more running. I wouldn't do any more um, bench. I wouldn't do anything else. I mean, because he crushed it. Why would you go out there and say you run a four, four, six or four, seven just because you, you're, you were a step you know, slower that day. No way. No way. I would not do anything other than interviews and position drills with, with whatever position coaches came down to work you out. This is a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. Got Kermit Davis, Ole Miss men's basketball coach, coming up in just a little bit on the Modern Women phone line. But let's answer your questions. Mail time. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Got questions both from the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and AffiliateOne3.com, and Twitter, at Spirit. Ben, we'll start on the message board at the Ole Miss Spirit. Queen City Reb 21. Is Brad still high on Ole Miss baseball? Yeah, I'm I'm super high. I, t- I said it, I posted on the board that after the Saturday game, I drank a whole gallon of Kool-Aid, so... Um, you know, whenever time, anytime we lose like that, I get a little nervous, but yeah, man, I, I, I am, I think, you know, the pitching does concern me, but yeah, we just played a pretty good SEC offense and, you know, we, we did about what I thought we were going to have to do this year, score a bunch of runs to, 
to win and um you know one game got away from us and you know i think that's going to happen at times this year but you know we also got the offense um it looks like we got the offense to do it so i don't know man i mean i i'm high i'm, I'm high on them and i've been howling for years so um, I'm gonna I'm ride it out again. But this one, I, this one, I did drink a lot of Kool Aid early on, though, so it's kind of hard for me to backtrack. The rotation for Tennessee: Friday, John Gannis; Saturday, Jack Frickin' Doherty; and Sunday, Derek Diamond. Jack Washburn is coming. I feel like for Derek Diamond's spot. What about Elliot? I mean, just throw him in there. Hey, let's roll. I would agree with that. I just think that Mike would prefer to lean on his veteran arms. Whether you agree with it or not, I just think that's what his thought process is. Dylan Reb, what is usually the most important thing a coach watches for in quarterback battles? Talent, understanding playbook, cohesion with teammates, etc. Yeah, I think um, you know, you, cohesion with teammates is huge, but you also look for that leadership and and that kind of that it factor, man. Who can control the huddle? Who can who does the team rally around? What guys can take a play? That that get that the defense absolutely reads and can turn into something good, kind of like Corral used to do all the time. Um, you know, you're looking for that guy that's just a straight up playmaker. Sometimes players make coaches right. Um, you know, sometimes it can be the worst play in the world, but you know, if the guy's got the talent to, to roll out, do whatever, and kind of improvise and and you know make the play, those are the kind of guys you're looking for. The guys that play in a box and play, they call it reading the lines on the sheet. So you know, if if you're running a a route and you're just reading that line on the sheet and you're trying to run that line on the sheet. Well, that's not realistic, you know, since so it's, it's, it's guys that play everything, you know, off the sheet, they struggle, but man, you want the guy that can, that can look at the play and see other things within the play that, you know, not saying that we're going to have a Pastor Mahomes type, but that's what he always does, man. I mean, some of the plays and crap he does are, are you know, they're drawn, but he, he has his own variation of, of what he's doing in, in the huddle. So um, guys like that is what you're looking for. Matt zero two one three, not counting new players or ones that had to sit out last year. Who is your breakout player from last year's team? I'm hopeful it's a combination of Robinson, Clowney, and Malone. I'm very high on Demond Clowney right now. Um, players from last year that didn't get to play, um, or that sat out transfers. None of those guys. Who's your breakout from a returning guy? Maybe elevating his play. Um, you know, I always, I keep hearing about the Knox kid. I don't know how he's, how he's looked. He's a transfer that doesn't count. Uh, so guys that were here the year before. Brandon um, Mack. We hear, we say this every year about these guys, man. Like, oh, it's no. been Clumpy Mack. Like it's either, you know, get, get it, get in the game. Let's go. Say um, it, say it. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> no, I do not. So. How about the alignment? I'll go Jaden Williams. That's that's one they're they're high on. They could get some playing time somewhere. Maybe Bullock as well. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him actually get some touches. Reb Trey, why not try Diamond as an opener on Sunday? Let him pitch only one time through the lineup, and then bring in someone else. I think that's kind of what they're going to do on Sunday, and have Jack Washburn back him up. DC Reb ten twenty four. What is your favorite city in the U.S. and why? Oh, I have quite a few, man. I, I really like Chicago a lot. I like your, I like Scottsdale. Um, Scottsdale because the golf, Chicago because the, you know, just the, the cool feel and the, um, you know, the, the good food and just the, the cool people up there. So um, those are probably my two favorite and mainly because I live there. I love Chicago unless it's the winter and it gets too cold. And I love Washington, D.C. because both of them are big cities, huge cities, but they feel when you walk around like a small town. And being a small town guy, it just kind of uh, 
It kind of relates to my sensibilities. Madge Pat Mack is Kermit in on any transfers or decommitments that could make a significant difference next year. I actually wrote a story about this on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and fleetofon3.com on Tuesday. And Kermit's coming up in just a little bit to talk about this. But a few names I've heard so far are, let's see, Jalen Ganey. He's a two-time Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year, 6'9", 9.3 points, 6.9 rebounds, and 2.1 blocks this season. They've reached out to double-digit portal guys, and they recently committed. Top 100 2022 guard Amari Abram and other candidates are the Citadel's Jason Roche, Utah Valley's, I can't pronounce this guy's name, Fardal's Amik, and Arizona State's Jalen Graham. But that's just a few names. They're going after pretty much anybody and everybody that enters the portal. Dog Brewer. I would move Diamond to the pin as a setup guy for Johnson and try other guys as a starter and hope to get lucky. Diamond is having a hard time getting through the lineup twice. What do y'all think of Diamond as a setup guy? I like him more as a long reliever. I don't think his game would translate well to a three-batter short spurt. I don't think his stuff is made for that. I think opener, three innings, that would be the best. Rebel Dude 38 going into spring practice, which position group do you have the most confidence in and which group gives you the most concern? Um, most confidence. I'd say our secondary is pretty, pretty stout. Um, we have a lot of depth there. Um, you know, our, our D line is low key kind of, it, it I don't know, man, there's like not a superstar on it, but there's like a lot of guys that are you know, fairly talented. Not so Jags either. They're legit guys. guys yeah, we, got, we got some guys, we got some guys. Good, the guys that we added and, you know, the Reginald Hughes guy, he looks to me, you know, just looking at, what he looked like on film, I think he's going to help. Um, you know, I, I think there's, you know, we obviously TCU guys, you got the Georgia Tech guy, you got the guys that were here last year, Thornton. Um, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a whole, it's a bunch of depth there. So uh, let's see how that plays out. But our D line, um, you know, could end up being pretty solid this year. Positions I worry about, you know, I think you look at the O line, you, you hope that plays out like it looks on paper, but what's behind it. Um, you know, we, we, that'll be interesting to see there, uh, running back. It looks great on paper as well. Let's just hope those guys are what we think. And then, I mean, the, the offense in general, to me, I mean, don't you have to worry off. about quarterback when you don't have a returning starter, even though you that's, like the two guys you got. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. The whole offense in general has a bunch of good, yeah. good looking guys on paper, but you know, I kind of want to see them and see them perform and kind of make sure it all adds up. But the offense could be like really boom or bust here. Leeds Rebel, do you plan on talking to Keith Carter about our basketball program and what miracle is going to happen to cure everything next year? Was it true <laughs> about the contract having no buyout? And how does that happen in this day and time? I'm working to get Keith Carter on next week. So I hope to have those answers for you first of next week. Lane Sane Clown Posse, with this last week's games doing serious damage to my baseball Kool-Aid cup, should I throw it away or keep it and duct tape the leaks well, Brad's going to tell you to keep it. Yeah, man, we've drank too much now. You can't, it's already digested. You might as well go ahead and just, um, you know, hope, hope this is, this is a different year, but man, it's, I don't know, dude, it's, it does kind of have that football field where like you, you think your team's really good, but then the defense kind of does some stuff and then, you know, has a day and then, um, you, you kind of can see that there's, there's some holes there and it's like, man, we're really good, but, you know, what's going to happen when the holes get exposed at some point. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm all in, I'm rolling all in one more good year on it. Um, and probably, you'll do it probably, next year and the next year. Probably, just we'll stop. Probably the next year. Yeah. So I don't know, man, I'm, 
I'm in this abusive relationship with Ole Miss baseball. And I, and you I, really are. Like, you really are. <laughs> I'm the one that pointed that out to you, too. And you finally had to recognize, yeah. oh, yeah, I really am in an abusive relationship with Ole Miss baseball. You know what it is? It's our one sport that is a consistent actual national title contender You know, in our minds. That always falls short. Yeah, I mean, we're we're like the, we're almost like the Georgia, how Georgia was all those years, you know, just like in football. They're just like, okay, here we go. We know Georgia's gonna get beat by Alabama in the SEC championship, and that's just how it's gonna play out. And that's that's kind of how how we've been in baseball. But hey, it's nice always knowing there's a chance. Whereas in in the other two sports, um, yeah, I don't think that we've had that luxury over time. Football is kind of getting there, kind of. Uh, no, we're a long ways from that. I said kind of. You could see the path to them getting there is what I'm getting at. It used to be hard to even see the path. You couldn't see the path. It was covered yeah, up in brush. Last year was our best best chance, I thought. Since 2016. Yeah, since 2016. Last year, I mean, you had the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Um, you know, just got kind of banged up there at receiver. Um, I don't know. O-line got kind of banged up. I don't know. And I felt like if we were fully healthy, you know, we'd probably beat Auburn down there. Um, you know, Alabama would have still beat us though. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Until Alabama, until Nick Saban retires and everybody transfers out of the portal for Alabama, it's going to be a tough sled. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars and this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast, just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of on3.com. Going to hear briefly from Chinese Pharmacy and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year is here. It's 2022. Not to mention that spring is around the corner in Oxford, Mississippi. What comes with it? The return of Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball. It's a special time of year in Oxford. You want to be there, right? You want to be in Swayze Field. You want to be back in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Well, the only way you can do that is if you're healthy, that you have a pharmacy you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy. A new year brings new beginnings, a fresh start. The slate has been wiped clean. And what better way to celebrate that than with a new car? Well, if you're in the market, there's only one place you should go, and that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, 
Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Allen Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listening to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in, and I cannot say enough good things about Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. When you go, ask for Brian or Mason, they'll make sure to get you in the car that you want at a price point you can afford, and make sure to tell them the Talk of Champions sent you to take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. You can contact them today at 662-234-8000-2201 East University Avenue, 662-234-8000. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Jumping back into the mailbag, going to the Ole Miss Spirit message board again to Grove Crew. Ben. What are you hearing on basketball portal transfers? Well, I named about three or four there. Also, Jalen Reed asked for his release, the son of Justin Reed, a prime Ole Miss basketball 2022 recruiting target, four-star forward, committed to Mike White at Florida. Well, where is Mike White now? At Georgia. I heard he asked for his release from Florida, but Florida wants him to meet with their new head coach before making a decision if he does get into the portal, or he wouldn't be in the portal. If he does get his release, Ole Miss will be deep off in that one, trying to get Jalen Reed. It will be tough. He could very well just follow Mike White to Georgia, but that's one to watch. Who do you think we're most likely to land? It's way too early. That's the problem right now. Last year was different. COVID was different because these kids couldn't make visits. Now they can all go to their official visits. So while there's a deadline, May 1st is the last um, is the last deadline drop date to get into the portal if you want to transfer and be eligible for the fall in basketball. But as far as like where they are right now, it's too early. All these kids are going to be making visits. And I think Ole Miss was like one of 13 schools on a Zoom call with um, the Brown transfer forward that I mentioned earlier on Monday. It's way too early to know how to feel one way or the other about any guy. You knew about Nicira Brooks last year, way ahead of the announcement. Thanks. And counting on your inside knowledge, once again, don't disappoint. I totally disappointed. DM Harris 7, Brad, explain how the practice squad works in the NFL. Are these guys still getting paid? Can you win promotion off the squad to the regular team? And can you get demoted to the practice squad? Yeah, the um, the practice squad is actually very serious. It's not, I mean, it's guys that, that, that have to be ready to play with when there's an injury. Um, there's usually, so the way it's structured now is you get to have a couple veterans on there, which, which is a new role, um, that, that used to not be, um, but yeah, the, you got, you got veterans on there. They're likely just kind of waiting for an injury to, to get, get propped up. And then, um, you have a couple projects on there. Guys that have, have some certain traits that are elite that you think can develop into something. And, um, then the rest are just, you know, some draft picks or, or something, something like that, or some other guys that, 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 you know, you think got, got a chance to play. So, yeah, the practice squad's very serious, man. These um, these guys are always one 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 bad injury away from from getting getting promoted up there. And I've seen practice squad guys come from the practice squad and absolute ball out, and never go back to it. So, um, yeah, it's it, they get paid get paid pretty well. I think it's like twelve twelve or thirteen thousand a week. And some guys used to um, if you're a really good player and they really like you, you know, you, they can give you a full salary on practice squad. They used to could. I don't know if they can anymore. Um, but yeah, it's practice squad is, is very serious. You, you get in there, you give, you give looks, you know, to, to the offensive defense. And then, you know, you, you, 
you know, you're rotating in there a little bit with the with the actual offense as well because you have to be ready to go. You know, you could get there and you can get promoted the night before, up into Saturday night, I think. And then I've seen it happen multiple times. DM Harris Seven Ben, do you think they will ever make a good superhero movie about the Phantom? I have no confidence about them ever making a good Phantom movie. Like I have no confidence that George R. R. Martin is ever going to finally finish The Winds of Winter. DM Harris Seven, Brad. I've always enjoyed the movie Trading Places, but don't understand how they won their money in the end. Can you explain it? Have you seen Trading Places? I don't think that I have. I With Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, it is a iconic, an iconic comedy Listen, movie. Listen, I'm not a movie watcher, man, but I will look at Trading Places. It's a funny and, comedy. It's not Wizards. Yeah, I have not watched the movie, but I, I will, okay. I'm sure it was... Oh, I mean, there's a lot of movies I haven't watched that would blow your mind, actually. What's the most ridiculous not-watched movie you've ever done? Mine's Pulp Fiction. But now it's kind of like a thing I'm trying to keep going just because I haven't done it. I will say this. My wife has never seen Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's bad, dude. That's a good one. That's good. That's real. And she's never watched a Friday or Friday After Next. I love Friday <laughs> After Next so much. I mean, she's from the Woodlands, so Texas, so that's that's understandable. Stay, why why is that, that understandable, Brad? Hmm? Yeah, because she's just they, they weren't you know they they watched proper movies growing up, you know. <laughs> they watched whereas, proper movies. Whereas I'm watching, you know, <laughs> what I'm watching growing up, like my parents didn't care about anything. She's a southern debutante watching proper <laughs> movies. Yeah, no, it was like real Brady Bunchy, you know. Oh, that's great! <laughs> oh, that's way better. The Waltons at night, they went to bed and kissed each other on the head, you know. Night, Dad. Night, hon. <laughs> yeah. Night, babe. Yeah. Whereas my dad's like, you better get your ass off the, off the PlayStation and go to bed. You know, just different, different, different mindsets. My dad let me watch Star Trek. H. Toddy. Ben, how's the new construction progress and renovation coming along at the Manning Center? It's on, uh, it's on schedule. Also, could Vizina, Chris Vizina, be our next commitment? I'd pump the brakes on that one. Clemson's going to be tough. One more thing, go Rebs, beat the mustard tears. I can't wait, dude. Oh my God, I love some Ole Miss versus Tennessee. I don't care what sport it is. I freaking love Ole Miss versus Tennessee. Can we just admit that if we grew up not knowing what Ole Miss was and you asked us back when we were growing up to pick one of Tennessee or Ole Miss, it would have been one of those two. We probably would have picked Tennessee. Yeah, I, I low-key, I don't know what it is, man. That was like the one, that was other school I visited and – um it's a cool. I mean, it's a cool school. It's like one of those schools that, that you, you like to be. You just like to play them for some reason. I mean, they got all this big, massive fan base. The white and whole, orange is sharp. Yeah, it's cool. Well, their 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 environment, their game day environment is pretty sick. The fact that they they don't win the national title every year, like in Alabama, is, is crazy. They have some they have some wild support up there. But you also have like they have like a big, big, massive fan base with a ton of different fans. You have like the redneck Tennessee fans. You have like the real yuppie Tennessee fan. I mean, it's just like this massive following and you know all to all to go six and six old oxford aka dc rebel kermit's contract ben we need the details i'm working on them hoping to have keith on this podcast on monday if not get them before then so hang tight the, de the, the details are this when when this year or a contract's not gonna matter cb tillman won what team or sport at almost currently is the worst um I mean, this is that serious? We had we had a team go to the Sugar Bowl, a team that's ranked one in the nation, and then a team that yeah you know, didn't win but the four SEC games. It's it's obviously basketball right now. Frida girl, last year Campbell and Robinson were really good. 
Momo and Henry look good at times. Do we have the personnel to be close to what we had last year at linebacker since we lost all four of them? Oh, man, I, I cannot explain to you how big of a loss Campbell and Robinson are. Just from, a, I take three guys to me that, that really kind of made up our defense and how they covered sideline to sideline was Williams, Robinson, and Campbell. Like, like losing, those are, those are three cheetah-style players. I mean, like the guys that you just can't replace. Um, I mean, it's just hard to replace that kind of sideline to sideline action. So, you know, hoping there's guys that step up and do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, to me, that's a, that's a tough, tough replacement. Rebel two, Brad, how many practices will you get to see this spring? And then possibly, can you give us a rundown on what you think, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, also on the quarterback competition, enjoy your input. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'll probably go to two practices. Um, but just depending on maybe a scrimmage, maybe two practices and then, a, then a, um, the grow ball if, if they have it or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to go out there and go out there and take a look. And the days I go, I'll, I'll lock in and, and try to look around and get, give some opinion. Buddy Bartholomew, Ben, after you've been working out on the Peloton, are you ready to enter the octagon with Brad? If not, maybe Blount Evan, a subscriber on the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and AffiliateOfOne3.com. I run on my Peloton treadmill for one reason. If I want to eat a cheeseburger, my fat ass has to go three miles. <laughs> so you exercise just to eat that's actually that's actually kind of hey that's ben's ben's dieting concept is almost like living paycheck to paycheck it's like <laughs> it is it's like, it's, it's like all right i know i made 2500 this week i'm gonna spend 24.99 and wait on that next check to come <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's what it is good. that's exactly well look we talked about this before we hit record both of us have been bigger guys throughout our life we're never going to have abs. We've accepted this truth. It's part of why we don't love the beach, because we can't just walk around with our shirt off and feel like we're the cock of the walk. Okay? So, knowing that that's never going to be attainable for me, knowing that I love food, you got to get up and get moving in order to not just completely become sedentary and fall apart. Don't, dude, don't make me go, go grab some of those. Don't make me go grab a sleeve of them Girl Scout cookies. I'm not trying to hear this. 22 boxes he bought for me. 20. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Matt Smith, Ben, the Batman thoughts. I gave my thoughts on the Batman on the last pod with me and Brad. I'll just quickly say I loved the first movie that was focused on Detective Batman, the greatest detective in the world. And Robert Pattinson is now my Batman. There was no origin story or anything like that. I thought it was great. Brad, the Batman, ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my kid wears a Batman. He's three. And he comes home and he puts on a Batman costume. Like I'm 35 and I come home and put on a Batman costume. Matt Smith, <laughs> Brad, if I pitched the idea of a multiverse and tons of rad superheroes on Shark Tank, would you then be converted? Just depends on the evaluation and the upside there. If I thought, if I, thought I could make some money, I'm, I'll, I'll invest in anything. Matt Smith, who would you guys start in the Saturday spot over Diamond? Well, my guy that I would suggest, Jack freaking Doherty is now starting on Saturday. Here's what, here's what I like about Jack Doherty. And okay. I'll say this, like, I wish all of our pitchers had his mindset. Like, he, he he may get tanked there for a second, but he competes, man. And, like, that's what I like. Like, he looked like for a second he was going to get ran out of that game this weekend. And then, you know, he just keeps battling, keeps battling, strikes out 7-8. Not always pretty, but a guy that battles like that and has that kind of mindset. And he always bounces back. 
Dude, it's crazy, man. It's like, like if he gives up a two-run home run, he shakes it off. Marshall Henderson used to say it didn't matter. Yeah. If he missed 10, the next one was going to go in. Same thing with Jack Doherty. Doesn't matter like, if he gave I, up a two-run home run. The next one, he's going to punch Diamond, the guy out. I wish Diamond had, like, that kind of mindset. Like, it's with just his too much. stuff, yeah. Yeah, just do like go out there and like grit your teeth and freaking compete. Like that's anybody in general. And like he's Jack Dory's a good example of a guy that's like maybe essentially overachieving a little bit and just getting better because he's he's competing his tail off and you know it's working out for him. I mean it's uh, he probably should have been one of the stars from the get go. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Bradley Sal. Let's hear now from BNA Bank, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three more questions on the Old Miss Spirit message board. Then we're going to jump to Twitter and Kermit Davis on the Modern Woman phone line. Rebel 0504. I think we're on pace for 94 homers this year. Do we make it to the 100 mark? Ooh. Um, I'm saying yes. Impressive. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, man. I mean, now now you got Alderman in the mix, who's just freaking breaking, you know, hit, yeah, hit, hit, and breaking pitches off in the off of bombs for for Alderman. You throw him in there, um, which you know, honestly, with, with him, all the crap he took early on last year, I know he kind of got got rode a little bit. I mean, he's looked impressive so far, man. I mean, he's uh, he's he really, really is 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 going to be a key piece of this in the next year or two. You know, really this year, but but going forward, he's going to be one of the key players, I think. Murph, what happened with Aishim Young's jaw? It's wired shut. He told me it was a car wreck. Later learned it was an altercation, and he's not involved with spring. Self-tackleization, I'd like to know who the dark horse candidates for breakthrough wide receiver are. Seems like we have a lot of four-star recruits who haven't broken through yet. Surely one or two of them 
Have the coaches optimistic about them being ready to contribute this year? Another quick one is how much will either of you get to watch practices and inter-squad games? Well, everything is closed except for the weekends to everybody. So during the week, nothing really. On the weekend, pretty much everything. Who do you have as dark horse candidates for breakthrough wide receivers? Brad? I think I'll have a better answer when I go out to practice and kind of see you know, what the rotation looks like, what guys look like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at that group, man, there's a crap ton of guys that were, you know, four stars being recruited. Surely some guys are going to gonna pop up out of that. But it looks like um, I, I would personally like to see a J.J. Henry or something like that, um, you know, come out of nowhere and be a, be a really good player for us because he can move, man. I mean, he, he looks good. Um, you know, he, he looked good moving at the times I've seen him. So, yeah, I look for a guy like that to be a, be a potential, potential candidate to really contribute this year. Let's go to Twitter. Nick Blakely at CFC Nicholas. Thoughts on the Auburn series? Also, do you expect Braylon Brown to take a big step this spring? Touched on Auburn to start the show. So do you expect Braylon Brown, Brad, to take a big step this spring? Yeah, I mean, he was he was close last year to getting in there. Um, you know, it, it, it was alarming that they didn't trust. I don't say they didn't trust, but didn't throw some freshmen in there to get, get some more reps. Um, you know, when we had all those injuries, you know, you would like to you would like to have thought that, you know, at least one of those three or four, you know, highly recruited guys could have got in there. But yeah, I think I think he'll have a chance. Um, he was close. He got in there probably a little more than the other guys last year. Nubby at Nub Sup sixty nine. Brad, is it true that you and Ed Orgeron did bull in the ring drills on his in home recruiting visit? <laughs> no, I, I don't remember what we did. I remember where his house was. Um, I don't remember what what we did on on his visit. He was probably just um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been so damn long ago, man. That's freaking well i guess now it's 15 years ago so Golly, um, really 15 years ago man it's a been a long oh long um, yeah i mean the co- coach oh he was a he was a really convincing really good recruiter but you know once you got there man he whew, broke you down a little bit have you seen that viral video from spring break where he's staring down just some random frat dude's table no i i, I gotta see it there totally sending you that hold on yeah, send me that. Here's the thing with Ed. Like, Ed is obviously very close to to someone that I, you know, am associated with, so I get to hear all the good inside stuff. Man, Ed's living his best life. Back to Twitter. Here we go. Blake Davis at Brad's Free Ballin. I know five might be Anko. Doesn't want to take a left arm out of our relievers, but do you think Elliott should be given a shot at starting? Upside-wise, yeah, for sure. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. And we move Diamond to the starter on midweek games. I think that's where it's headed. John Miller at John Miller 7777. What do you think of the Ole Miss pitching staff? Kind of touched on that. And who do you think has the best odds of winning the quarterback battle and why? Uh, I mean, I think I think it's obvious. Dart probably is the is the lead candidate there. But um, you know, Altmeyer Altmeyer had showed some stuff in the in the um, sugar bowl that um, it won't be easy, but I think, you know, from a sheer talent standpoint and, and, you know, for the, for the future, you know, I think it's going to be dark. Caleb sailors at real Caleb sailors. Who will be the rebels starting wide receivers when week one of the 2022 college football season arrives? I'll say Deion Smith, Jonathan Mingo, Jordan Watkins, and Jalen Knox, Tyler Patrick at Tyler Two Patrick. Do you really expect the quarterback race to be close or be by a wide margin by one side? I think they'll make it sound close. Just I agree. Because they're going to they're want to keep Altmaier here. They're going to probably give them both equal reps in the spring. And then in the fall, you'll see a, a switch. That way, they, they know they have both guys. Jody Kitchens at Jay Kitchens 1810. Do you have any updates 
on Austin Keys's recovery, doing well. I don't know what he's going to do in the spring. I went out there, so that's one we'll ask about. Sam Slocum at Sam Slocum twelve is Deion Smith still going to transfer? Far as I know. Andrew Robel at Robel Peace Prize. What's the timeline for Deion Smith transferring the summer? It'd be June. Is there another date for when he'd first be eligible to do so? Any deadline? By fall camp. Blake Taylor at Dish Boost Blake. Pre-spring starting lineup for both sides. Go. Jackson Dart, Zach Evans, Michael Trigg, Mason Brooks, Eli Acker, Caleb Warren, Nick Broker, Jeremy James, Jonathan Mingo, Jordan Watkins, Jalen Knox, and maybe right now, Dennis Jackson. Defense. Are they running a four down or a three down, Brad? Uh, put him in a four down. Put him in a four down. Kari Coleman was listed as a linebacker. Is that a Sam Williams-like linebacker where mostly he's going to be rushing off the edge? Yeah, I'll have to see it at practice. I mean, it sounds like he's going to be an edge guy, but... Let's um, say a 4-3-4. Four, four, put him and Jared Ivey at ends. KD Hill at defensive tackle for now. Middle linebacker Troy Brown. Outside Austin Keys for now. Cornerbacks Miles Battle. DeAndre Prince and safeties. It would be Aishim Young, but he's out. So A.J. Finley... Ladarius Tennyson, maybe? Mm, is, is that, what's that? Otis Johnson, Reese. Maybe? Otis Reese. Tysheem yeah. Johnson. Yeah, okay. That's why they're not running a 4-3-4. I haven't seen a 4-3-4 since, like, Madden generic days. Yeah, I know. Shiv me Timby at Mad underscore Mississippi. What's the outlook on the defensive unit after the big losses to Williams and Campbell? I, I mean, I think there. I don't think there's, like, a, like a big-time guy on the defense, so I think there's a bunch of – talented guys that can that can be very serviceable you know i just think you know my thing is i want to see who fills the 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 big three void and that there's the guys that really cover sideline to sideline um because they made a difference man i'm telling you like mark robinson chance campbell and sam williams the way they cover down that kind of speed is what georgia alabama's had um you know all over the place and that's why they look so good on defense we kind of had a little bit of that you know and, and it, it was cool to see it's been a long time since we had guys that can cover sideline to sideline and chase down you know quarterbacks when they get out of the pocket you know really chase that guys down um you know and, and get the angle on them so yeah i'll be interested to see who replaces those three man because those three were the key peyton johnson at peyton underscore j25 which spider-man is your favorite actor in spider suit and please ask brad which are his favorites who are your favorites? Anybody want to say? Don't say anything. Andrew Garfield and the classic Spider-Man suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2, even though that's the weakest of the major Spider-Man movies. Houston Nutt, the fourth, at fourth and Kiffin. Have you heard about any other current players planning to enter the portal? Not yet. Wait till the end of spring. There'll be some guys going. I, I bet we'll have a receiver or two going there. Tater at Tater underscore thought. Out of all the incoming transfers, who do you expect to start slash be the biggest game changer for us, not named Jackson Dart and Zach Evans? Mason Brooks will be a pretty pretty key guy um, on the offensive side. Defensive side, it's got to be one of these edge rushers. Yeah, Jared Ivey. Yeah. Kari Coleman. Troy Brown at linebacker. Doe at OLMstead, Inc. Discuss the slim chances of Chad Kelly going from the CFL to the NFL and reigniting his career. Man, we get one of these questions every, every week. Every week. <laughs> there y'all, let it rest, man. He's, um, you know, he'll, if he goes to CFL and dominates, which is kind of crazy because a lot of guys, I mean, CFL is not as easy as people 
man, it's like a different ball game. Like the receivers get right of starts. Their DNs are three yards off the ball. It's just like a weird, weird pass comedy. I don't know. CFL, some guys don't really translate to it. So if he goes there and dominates and like lights it on fire, maybe he gets a chance. But um, man, that's that's a far. Listen, if he was good enough to be a starter in the NFL, um, you know, surely they would have would have done it by now. You know what I mean? Like that. Like quarterbacks are hard to come by. It's not like they're just gonna like blackball Chad Kelly from NFL. Like if if he can, if he goes to CFL and does well, you know, maybe he gets a chance. But you know, they just don't. They're just not starting quarterbacks on the streets in the NFL. So. It's been another mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Check out the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and fillitofone3.com. Brad's there. I'm there. Got all the coverage you could possibly want on Ole Miss football recruiting, Ole Miss football, spring practices, basketball, baseball, it's all there. The Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and the food of on3.com. Going to go now to the Modern Women phone line to speak to Ole Miss men's basketball coach Kermit Davis. Before we do, got to say bye to Brad. See you, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Let's hear from Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. This is Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Going now to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Ole Miss men's basketball coach, Kermit Davis. Hey, buddy, what's up? How you doing, Ben? Doing good. Good, man. How's everything going right now? What's going on? Good, you know, in the world of uh, when you, the last buzzer goes off, uh, which obviously ours was a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, managing, uh, rosters, uh, staying in touch with the high school guys that, that you've signed and, uh, obviously attacking the, the transfer portal. So really, really busy trying to, uh, finish up our schedule for next year. So, so a lot of things going on, but a lot of good things and trying to mainly been trying to get the three or four guys healthy and back recovering and rehabbing and uh and those guys are are all pointing in the right direction what is the official portal approach from kermit davis what do, what do you say when somebody says all right what do you want to get done well we we've obviously we, we we've got four of our top five scores coming back uh ben we we feel like we got a good nucleus the biggest thing is like is before i talk about the portal is that 
you know, getting, you know, Deshaun's had successful ACL surgery. He's on track. Uh, Robert Allen's, you know, had a, a more severe knee injury. He is ahead of schedule. And, you know, we would hope Robert can get back by, you know, September, October, you know, uh, Jarkel, as we all saw, didn't play at a hundred percent and he's still not fully playing right now. He's trying to get his back to hundred percent. Ty Fagan, who kind of played hurt the last four or five weeks is, He's having a knee procedure tomorrow. Uh, so getting those guys healthy. And then, you know, we obviously we need size in the portal. Uh, we may go after one really good long guard wing, you know. And uh, and so, but just, just attacking it, it's competitive, you know. And a lot of people are, uh, I don't know how the, how the norm, the, the portal numbers being compared uh, this year uh, to last year. But, you know, you can get healthy. In a hurry, look at Miami. You know, last year was what ten and seventeen, five and fourteen in the ACC, and had a had a guy or two hurt. Uh, got a couple good guys in that portal, and boom, their their team just just changed. When you're putting a roster together with a portal in basketball, is it like football? Where football, it never stops. I mean, it's a continual thing. So for y'all, will it be the same way? As in, we're not going to just see a spring recruiting period and then it's over. I mean, y'all could be going into June, July, even into August. No, no, no question, Ben. And now May one's the last day they can enter the portal. You know, anything after May one, you know, you have to sit. Mm. So you'll have your list there. You know, but I think there'll be guys to get in it late, and you know, and trying to, like you said, try to make decisions. You know, it's a fine line of, of being patient in the portal. You know, I mean, there's some guys we could probably say they're coming now, but I mean, obviously, you know, your goals of, of where you're trying to get to, and there's guys that'll go through the process of you know, taking, you know, two to three, some, some official visits. So you're right. The process will be ongoing for a while. Looking at your current roster and evaluating stuff like that, how is it different this time? Because this time last year, you were saying the same thing about the portal and wanting to go get guys that can impact winning and all that kind of stuff. Um, what do you feel like you learned from last cycle about, you know, I don't want to say settling or anything like that, but just roster construction in general and what yeah. you're looking for this time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, Ben. You know, probably, you know, I, obviously we didn't foresee the injuries from this year's team that we, we, we may have gone one or two more deep in the portal and maybe we got young, you know, and I think now obviously with what's going on in college basketball and the SEC, you know, the, the time of really developing, you know, young guys for a couple of years, you know, that that's obviously is changing a little bit. You know, when Kentucky starts four transfers, when they play us. And so, um, you know, just, just being patient, uh, knowing exactly what you're looking for. Toughness character also matters, you know, along with talent and just getting the right fit of guys that are really trying to come here and fit into a really good team. I don't expect you to tell me everything that was said, but what's the general synopsis for what was discussed when you and Keith sat down uh, at the end of the year, did your typical end of the year meeting, but this year wasn't typical. Cause I mean, my gosh, every new day was a new rumor. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I'll I tell you our world, uh, Ben. You know, they announced my new contract end of October, 1st of November, that I've signed a four-year, which is the max in Mississippi. And then three months later, you have to make a statement that I'm going to be the coach at Ole Miss. So it's today's college world, okay? That's the world that, that we live in. And uh, that was never, ever on the table. I was going to be the coach at Ole Miss. Keith has been very supportive, uh, you know, and so we, we discussed, obviously, we do we all understand what happened uniquely challenged this year uh, with injuries? They sure do. But are we still disappointed? You better believe it. 
and uh, we, we still trust our process, but we're not pleased with the progress. Uh, and, and Keith is very supportive. And we, we talked about from, from everything, facilities, coaching staffs, uh, NIL, all, all the different scenarios, you know, that goes in with season end meetings. And I'll have the same thing with all of my staff and players. And uh, so it was really, really productive. Uh, Keith has been greatly supported, our administration has, and, and we're looking forward to next year. What is the plan? If a fan said, all right, Kermit, how do you turn that around? How do you turn 13 and 19 into NCAA tournament like in year one? What's the basic, this is how we do it? I'd say this. If Lane lost uh, Matt Corral and, say, their middle linebacker, Campbell, last year, uh, what would their team have done? And so if he said, okay, we get Matt Corral back and that guy back healthy, what would our team be? People don't understand Deshaun Ruffin, uh, Ben, and they don't. Ole Miss people really don't. Uh, that, you know, he's a guy that completely healthy at three injuries, completely healthy, Ben. Uh, he's as good or better than Kennedy Chandler at Tennessee, okay? Mm, wow. And, and Kennedy Chandler's great. Mm-hmm. He's great, okay? I think he's that's a projected first-round pick now, yeah. Yeah, that, that's how good Deshaun is. And because he came back, he wasn't himself, and all of a sudden we won those three out of four. He was just rounding into shape and comfortable and off his hand injury. You know, he had another knee injury before that. And so getting him healthy. Matt Morrell, I think, can be as good as any off guard uh, in our league. We all know what Jarkel is is capable of. I mean, Robert Allen was the heart and soul. We couldn't really run our one three one. He was he's our best defensive player. So if you really take out your point guard, your quarterback, and your best defensive player on any team, yeah, that's a lot. You? <laughs> well, that's so, a lot. so my biggest thing, getting those guys healthy and back. Mm-hmm. So that's a start. That's a start right there. Our team was whole one time this year, and we scrimmaged uh, Ohio State, who was a top fifteen team, and I can't tell you, but it was it was really good, and we left. Nashville going like, wow, we, we love our team. And so uh, now that we lose close games, we got to get better at that. You know, even even with that, we, we've got to do a much better job of closing out games and, and reviewing all the different things. We want to be a more up-tempo team, uh, being and play faster. And I think with a healthy team, we will. You know, so we got we to do a good job of getting our guys stronger, developing them in the summer, having a great foreign tour uh, to the Bahamas, and the high school guys coming in, we we like them. They've got to be mature and and jumpstart them quick. And then we've got to add some really good size and depth uh, in the portal and uh, you do those things. And we think we can be right in the middle because of all the turnover in the SEC coaching wise. I mean, and they've hired some really good coaches. I think that helps. You know, it's just different things going on uh, in the league. So you know, we're very positive and. Uh, you know, we just got to go to work and get our team better and get healthy. I'm covering recruiting now. It's what I've been doing since all the transition happened in October. And seeing the money paid out for players in NIL, I mean, it's a lot. Does Ole Miss have the resources basketball-wise to go get the top-end guys? Do you feel confident that y'all can go and compete with anybody as far as recruiting these top-end players in the portal? Because, I mean, it's everybody. When one kid gets in, I mean, there's 25 schools within, you know, three hours. Yeah, you know, we did a Zoom last night. It was was a kid's 13th Zoom call to a Power 5 school. Mm. And, I mean, we're right in the middle of it. But that's just – that's the nature of it. Does it come up uh, in most conversations? It sure does. You know, the NIL. And I think Ole Miss is is making really good progress. Like a lot of schools around the country, you know, we got to stay competitive. And 
So I, I know the Ole Miss people will, and I think there'll be great opportunity uh, in our state and, and around uh, the, the different you know areas of our country uh, with with the opportunities of guys we've signed, guys on our team. And so, yeah, I think it's an ever-evolving process, but we feel good about it. All right, you said you wanted to go faster. You said this last offseason, too, and it still ended up being like the 200s in offensive pacing or something like that. How do you get faster? Is it just because those guys got hurt? Yeah, you know, we, we obviously the point guard, you know, and we, we obviously don't play as fast when, when Deshaun is, mm-hmm. is not there, you know. It kind of goes, goes without saying on that one, yeah. <laughs> it's a little different when he's yeah, not the point guard. Yeah, and then and then when our you know then when Darkell gets hurt, you know it it hurt us. So you know Darkell's fast in transition, and so and you know what we didn't do Ben. We we didn't disrupt. I mean we we've been in the top two or three forward steals in the SEC, and we weren't this year. We we our one three one couldn't. We were one of the last ones in turnovers and points off turnovers. So our defense didn't create a a lot of offense. And, uh, you know, so we, we just got to get faster. We got to get faster up front, uh, you know, and, and, and that's something that we're really going to concentrate on uh, in the offseason. All right. Do you feel confident, Kermit Davis, that you're going to get back Deshaun and Matthew Murrell? Because both those guys in the portal in this day and age, you got to recruit your own roster. Yeah, they, they've been great. You know, I, gosh, everybody can get shocked then, but mm-hmm. they're, they're two guys that absolutely love Ole Miss, and all they talk about is is next year and – and helping us to try to, you know, get our team whole. And when these portal guys come in officially uh, to visit, so I feel, I feel great about those guys, you know, and uh, their families love Ole Miss. So we, you know, and you start thinking about it, Ben, you get, you get the guys that, you know, we've signed and you know, one guard that's committed with our backcourt. I, I feel as good as anybody in the, in our league about our guard play. I, I think it's terrific. And, uh, you know, so we just, we got to go get some help in the front court and, uh, I feel really good about our team. A lot of work ahead of us, but I feel really good. When you sit down with your assistants, what are those conversations going to be, and could there be any staff changes? Uh, you know, right now we'll we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. I don't foresee staff changes. I, you know, I never uh, rule out you know movement in the staff, whether you know a possibility of getting jobs or involved with other situations. But uh, you know, we, we we've got to evolve and and and, and do a great job in recruiting. We, we've got to really get better on the floor, player development, all the different things that we talk about all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I've got a great group that, that loves Ole Miss. And they love Oxford. i got a great support staff that does so many things behind the scenes. And we are. We're, we're going to have a, a real deep dive into every a, uh, aspect of our program as we should, and we got to get it better. Was the contract rolled over? No, it was not. It was not. So for the first time, it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, – you know, that's I understand that. I got no worries with that. You know, I think it's uh, they've been great with that uh, so far, and uh, it's happened to other coaches on our campus, and they pop back with great years. So mm-hmm. that's what, the least of my. Worries. What, what yeah. is that? What does that do for a coach though? Because like from fans, they just they talk about that like it's willy nilly. Yes, yeah, a lot of money, but I mean, you are still human beings. So when that something like that happens, how does a coach deal with it on a day to day basis? Like, what's that like in recruiting and just all that kind of stuff? I got, I got three years yeah. and a lot of money and a lot of money <laughs> and, and a great contract. And so I'm great. You know, I love Ole Miss. I love where I work. Uh, I mean, this is a world that, you know, obviously about of winning. I mean, I don't care if you're football, basketball, baseball, 
it's the nature of the game. So I don't mm-hmm. even think about it. I'm just, I'm worried about our guys. I'm worried about recruiting. I've got three years left on a great contract. I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be coaching in my home state. So I'm good. I'm good. And our guys are going straight ahead and uh, looking forward to a great year next year. All right, last one. If you could only get one kind of player to improve the roster next year, I, I know that it's not going to be one, but just play this stupid hypothetical with me. If you could just get one, what do you have to have? What do you think you have to get? Yeah, I, I, you know, we obviously, I'd say combination of a of one of the best defensive uh, bigs out there, shot blocking ability, mm. uh, uh, rim rolling, but we've got to have a big skilled uh, that can stretch the floor, play make, athletic. You know, I'm, I go back to a couple of my guys that we had at middle. They didn't have to be 6'10", but just 6'8", tough. They can make a three and and move, you know. And so those are the things that, that I, I think would be very good wishes for Ole Miss basketball for next year. He's Ole Miss men's basketball coach, Kermit Davis. You're the best, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ben. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.